Welcome to another edition of J&J Sportscast Radio. I am James, and with me today is Matt Felgenauer. Felg, what's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's your first podcast, right? Yep. Pretty excited. Yeah, he's been talking about it all week to me, <laughs> literally every day for the past week about this. Every single day since I contacted you. <laughs> yes, been talking about this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew Matt in high school. We... Played ball together some, talked a lot about the NBA. Um, yeah, then we started talking again about the NBA. So got this idea together, and it's pretty, gonna... it's pretty much our specialty, the NBA, for sure. Yeah, so the plan is we're going to talk about a few teams that we disagree on for kind of over-unders, and then roll through an interesting team or two, go through MVP, Rookie of the Year type stuff, um, and then just a few different ideas that we like for the season. Uh, so let's fire it off with the Miami Heat. We differ here on big time. The over under is thirty four and a half. Felg has the under as a lock, one of his five locks, and I have an over as my lock. So, so could you uh, could you start off convincing me why the Miami Heat will win more than thirty four? I know. I was going to actually say, why do you hate them so much? But okay, uh, the basis of my whole reasoning on this is. Now they went 19 and 10 without Chris Bosh last year after the All Star break. They lose Wade, and that is a blow because Wade's still good somehow. I've been low on him every single year for like the last four years, thinking his body's going to break down, but he he somehow holds up through it. But I actually like the team. I think Dragic and Hassan, if they don't trade Dragic, they're going to be really good. I don't even like Hassan that much, but. Rolling to the rim and Dragic playing kind of a faster pace instead of having slowed down with Wade. I think they'll be able to score. And I think they'll be decent on defense. Loss of Joe Johnson hurts. Um, Loss of Dang. Dang hurts. Yeah. Yep. So I'm kind of relying on maybe McRoberts finally being healthy. I know. Just joking. (laughs) Uh, But I do like Tyler Johnson running the second unit there. He's looked good so far in the preseason for what that's worth. Uh, kind of just lets him do his own thing out there. but And 34.5 isn't that many wins. I don't know if the Heat will trade Dragic. They're missing, what, next year's pick? I think 2018 first-round pick. They actually have next year's pick, but then the next two years after that, they traded for Dragic. So they have, they're missing their 2018. Right. Okay. 18 yeah. and 19. They can't trade Both back first to back rounds. first, so 18 and 20. Might be eighteen to twenty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I mean, unless Riley really tries to blow it up, they just signed Whiteside of that huge contract, so I'm not sure if it's even worth blowing it up. But yeah, I think they can squeak over. I think they'd actually have a chance making the playoffs in the East. The East isn't that strong. Yeah. I think they could stay even. I mean, I think they can hold their ground with half of those teams in the East. And I think Spolster is a really good coach. I agree with you that Spolster is a really good coach. I also agree with Tyler Johnson. It's going to be pretty good run that second unit. What I see is they got they got rid of Bosch. Bosch is gone. Dwayne Wade's gone. Johnson's gone. Wild Dang's gone. So really, they the the basis of their team right now is they got Hassan Whiteside and Jurajic. But around them, they don't have a lot of shooters. Richards is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice Winslow hasn't proved that he could shoot yet. I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to put up points. So they they won 48 games last year, but that that team's completely different than this team. And Riley being who Riley is, I could see him trying to blow this up because they they have to hit on next year's pick. If they if they don't hit on next year's pick, they're in trouble going forward. Yeah, yeah, and I could see him train Dragic. Um, Definitely. And there have been some talks with who Sacramento. Yep. But Sacramento for Rudy Gay and Collison is what I've heard. Which just sounds like a terrible trade for the Heat. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Unless you can fleece a pick out of them, too. Yeah. Which is possible with Sacramento. I I just, I have no confidence that, no confidence that Hassan Whiteside as your best player is going to get you into the playoffs. There's no way. No, no, that's because Dragic is their best player. (laughs) Well, then, same same argument. (laughs) Dragic was good with the Suns. 
All right, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the Orlando Magic. So I have them locked in at my uh, – I, I don't have them locked in. I have them over 37.5 wins. You have them as an under. They won 35 games last year, and this is a completely different team than what they had last year. They uh, they got Biombo, They got Ibaka. They lost Oladipo. I think the biggest addition that's going to put them over this 37.5 is Frank Vogel. Yeah. Frank Vogel uh, – has has never had a team outside the top ten defense besides when Paul George broke his leg in the mm-hmm. Olympics. One thing I do know is that nine out of the ten top ten defenses last year made the playoffs. So if you if Orlando can get into the top ten defense, I think they definitely get over thirty seven and a half wins. Now they will have some problems scoring, but defensively they have a lot of potential. I think Hazonia can make the next step. If I think if Elther Payton struggles, uh, DJ Augustine's going to push him. That was a pretty good signing at the backup point guard. Yeah, I so, like that. Yeah. And I won't be surprised if Augustine closed out games for them. It's very possible. Uh, I don't have a. I don't Alfred have a lot. Shoot. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in Payton. But Mario Hazonia is an intriguing player. I will definitely be watching him on League Pass this year. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and I think players liked playing for Vogel. Yeah. And I don't know if players liked playing for Skiles, and I think that kind of <laughs> got into Zonia's head, and he Absolutely. wasn't getting to play much. Because um, he can, he's a really good scorer. Yeah. Or shooter, I guess. And I'm not sure about how good he is at creating his own shot, um, which that could be something to work on this year. But yeah, the 9 out of 10 game, or 9 out of 10 top defenses make the playoffs is a good point. It's just that scoring. I don't see how they could score. And they're bringing in Jeff Green off the bench. Yep. Everywhere he goes, they're just worse with him when he's playing. And Peyton really scares me. And I don't know if I'm willing to put my faith in the DJ Augustine for getting the job done at point guard. I just don't know how they create shots. I just think it's 38 wins. I mean, that's, I know. That's, that's, you're having the same thought as I am. That's, with, uh, uh, that's only three more wins. With the Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only three more wins than last year. I, I'm pretty confident with that. I really wish Aaron Gordon was playing the four, though. Yeah. Aaron Gordon <laughs> at the three is definitely not good. But Vogel has said in interviews that he thinks that he could turn Aaron Gordon into, like, a poor man's Paul George. I mean, he has that athleticism. I just don't know if he could shoot the ball or distribute it like George does, so... We'll yeah. see going forward. If Gordon can get his shot down, because yeah. he's made some and they look decent. Yep. The shot's decent, I guess. Um, so if he could get that down, then that would definitely, I'd be on the over. But I don't know if I have faith in that either. He's definitely their most exciting player going forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love watching Gordon play. How about Sacramento Kings? Sacramento Kings. Boogie. Boogie. <laughs> he, uh, Boogie, interesting enough, has... A uh, pretty decent shot at winning the MVP. I, th- I believe it's around plus four thousand. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see. But uh, Sacramento's at thirty-three and a half wins. They won thirty-three games last year. I have the over. You have the under. I- I'm a. I'm fairly confident that just the addition of Dave Yeager alone will put them above thirty-three and a half wins. I am very, very troubled by their point guard <laughs> position. That's definitely not good. And not hear, hearing all these things no. about uh, Rudy Gay wanting to get out of there, definitely not good. But I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Dave Yeager and Boogie by themselves could get them 34 wins. What do you think? Yeah, that's when uh, it kind of goes back to when they got rid of Malone, all because of a minor disagreement with the front office, which was idiotic. They played really well under Malone. Boogie tried hard for the most part. Uh, obviously, a few lapses on defense here and there, but he was given effort on both ends. Then they get rid of Malone, and he kind of falls apart again. So if Jaeger can create that bond with Boogie, then they definitely could get over that mark. Collison being out for, what, eight games, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, um, not good. That's probably... How many wins? One win? Two wins? <laughs> Garrett Temple is not what you want to start running your point guard position. That's for sure. No, but Temple, I think they got a good bunch of good locker room guys. Tolliver's yeah. really likable, well-respected by everybody. Yep. Garrett Temple, very well-respected by everybody. Good Caspi. person. Caspi. Caspi. Yep. yep. I like all those guys. It's I just don't trust, don't trust their point guard, and I love Boogie. 
Boogie could easily be an MVP person yeah. if he was on a different team, if he had if he came to the league with like KG or somebody, I yep. think. Someone who just kind of put him on the right path. I just uh, I I could really see Jaeger coming in there and just kind of settling things down a little bit. You know, Sacramento's been a dumpster fire pretty much since Vive took over for him. I mean, Vladi Divac running the team has not done well yet, but I I feel like some of this is uh, you know, he's learning as he goes. So I have more faith in Sacramento going forward than a lot of people do. I think Jaeger was a great hire. I think he did really well in Memphis, and he's going to do really well with Bogey. Yeah, I do like the Jaeger signing for them. Um, it can't hurt from what they've had. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with Gay, if he gets traded, or because he's definitely not happy there. Yeah. hasn't been happy for a while now. No, that's fine. Let him go. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, teams they, always get better when Rudy Gay leaves anyway. <laughs> they could definitely throw in Caspi at that four. Yeah. Um, yep. And he'd be able to spread the floor more. And, yeah. I'd like to see the Kings do well. Um, they got rid of – did they move arenas? Or did they change names? I forget. I thought they got rid of Sleep, oh, no, sleep they, Train. They have a new arena, and this arena looks amazing. I don't know. Uh, I watched a preseason game. With them, and I believe the Clippers, and they have like a uh, cleaner that just goes around, and it's a drone. It might not be a drone, but it's like a robot that goes around. It's like a security guard as a robot. So very scary, but very cool. Yeah, maybe they could get him to be their fifth player, possibly, or something, or possibly sixth man. Might be a chemistry guy. <laughs> Who else do we disagree on? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. You have them as the as an over at thirty six and a half. I have them at an under, and their over their win total last year was thirty three. Yeah, I was way higher on the Bucks before the Middleton injury. Absolutely, even if they're oh, devastating. Even if their over under was higher, I was still higher. Um, the biggest part for me is just the signing of Delhi and. Moving Monroe to the bench. Because I think Monroe could be an Enos Canner kind of guy coming off the bench because he's great on offense. I agree with that. He's a fantastic offensive player. Going against second units, I think he can destroy them. Um, I really like Giannis at point guard, and Dudley can just spot up. He can just stand there on the three-point line, 40-plus percent shooter last year. Can play pretty good defense on other point guards. Um, Losing that shooting, though, from... Uh, Middleton crushes them. They were, uh, they were already weak shooting. Yeah. And losing Middleton is just a huge blow. So they're relying a lot on Parker to kind of step up, make that leap this year, which I'm a huge on Parker, so that's partially why I'm over on them. And that backup point guard spot terrifies me. Yeah. There's a chance maybe Dinwiddie will head over there now that the Bulls released them or something. Anything's better than what Vaughn's shown. Yeah, just their overall backcourt depth is terrifying. I, I have no faith in anybody that's behind uh, Giannis and Delhi. So you never thought you'd be saying that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think Delhi. This this might sound bad, but I think Delhi was a little overrated in Cleveland. I think with the talent that he was playing with in Cleveland, he might he might be a little overvalued. I I don't. I understand why Cleveland didn't pay him the money and let him go, even if they were planning on running with a second-round draft pick, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as their backup point guard. So it's a lot of money to give to Delhi. Uh, I mean, Beverly got paid less than yeah. Delhi did, and that's kind of his equal in yeah, a way. I, I would say so. But I think he's a good fit for Milwaukee, and sometimes you have to overpay, especially the Bucks won to get into the playoffs. No, no, and, I, I, I understand why they did it. I yeah. just... I don't think that's what's going to put them over 37 wins. I, I can't see them making the playoffs with that with that uh, backcourt depth. I, they have some good things on their team. Giannis is a freak. You know, John, Giannis is amazing to watch. There's not too many guys like him in the league. And Jabari's he's he's unique, man. He's uh, he's right in between like a three to four. I don't love him at the four. To be honest, I, I don't like his shooting and necessarily how he distributes the ball. His outside outside shooting isn't great, no. but he is an exciting player. The Bucks have some exciting guys. They'll be a good league pass team, but I don't see him getting over 37. Yeah, I pretty much completely give this to Jabari making the leap. I like the way his shot looks. Uh, hasn't had the best results, but he had a few games where he was dropping 30 and making it look easy. Yeah. And yep. if he can make that leap 
then I think the Bucks could get over. Or if he just makes a mini leap with how good Giannis has looked recently and the second half of last year at point Giannis. Um, that's kind of why I ended up taking the over. Uh, I like that they got rid of MCW. Uh, I've always kind of been a Tony Agreed. Snell guy. He's yep. not great, but if you can shoot 36% from three and play average defense, he's obviously no, he's obviously no Middleton, but he, he fills how, a need. How do you like starting Tony Snell with Delhi and Giannis? I mean, it's fine. I, I think but they have to. They have to. Yeah. And he, so. he has to shoot 36 to 38% to even be, dec- or be a decent option. If they're starting Vaughn, there's no way they hit this over. Vaughn, no. Vaughn was absolutely terrible last year. Yeah, Snell feels good going from buried on the bench. Agreed. Yeah, to, confidence boost. Yeah, I'm, not playing under Thibs, who ripped into him quite a few times for... He does have a lack of awareness sometimes on defense and gets lost, and that's kind of why he got buried. But I think just a new place. I think he's really the kind of guy that could thrive in a new place. I mean, he doesn't push the envelope that much for him. What what, what are your thoughts on Jason Kidd as a coach? I like him as a coach. I think he's, A, he has one of the best coach videos I've ever seen when he spilled the glass of water on purpose. (laughs) Yep. Just so poorly acted and um, very enjoyable. Yep. But I think players like him, and I think he has an understanding of the game. Well, I was kind of hoping. I, I mean, yeah. as a player, he 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 was a coach on the floor as a player. Jason Kidd was one of my favorite players when he was playing. Uh, as a, as a coach, I think he's okay. Uh, I I'm not super high on him. I don't love what he did in Brooklyn. Uh, the whole power move. That, yeah, that, that was kind of shady. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that very much, but. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how how the whole Giannis dynamic at point guard goes. You know, I think that's one of the one of the uh, you know smaller storylines going into the season is who is point Giannis and yeah. what does this look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I I love that they're trying it. You know, pushing the envelope, trying something different. Six eleven point guard. Mm-hmm. I I love it. So I I can understand why you took the over, but. Since this is for money, I gotta take the under. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes, we have a little wager on. Uh, we did all the over unders for each team, and whoever comes out on top gets a little NBA prize for, uh, of their choosing. I might I might roll my typical uh, Thunder gear, but it might be time to jump to the Minnesota bandwagon. <laughs> we'll talk about them a little later, but <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, now's the time to probably jump. Sorry, Thunder. So uh, let's uh, let's roll to the uh, Detroit Pistons. I think I think you like these guys, right? Yeah, they're they're kind of up there on me. Okay. Yeah, probably a fan for I don't know. 26 years. 20, okay. I'm trying to think of when I could actually like comprehend right. basketball. Who 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 is your all-time favorite Detroit Pistons player? Uh growing up and kind of figuring finding my love of basketball, it'd have to be Grant Hill. I can't get over my love of Hill even though it didn't even end that cleanly like in Detroit and things didn't end that well, yeah, but Stackhouse. <laughs> um yeah, and watching Hill like snap yeah. his ankle, that was rough. Yeah. But he was so freaking good. Yep. And he could do it all. No, he and was he, amazing, for sure. Averaging 20-plus and then 6-6 six and six or 7-7, seven, seven, whatever he was the one year. Just ridiculous numbers at a young age. Yeah. And then he kind of, um, watching his career evolve as he ended up becoming a good defensive player. No, for sure. He, so. the, the, later, the, late, the later stages of Grant Hill's career... Great, kind of like uh, Jason Kidd a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't really have the, uh, you know, Jason Kidd didn't have the bad things happen to him early in his career, but they both kind of uh, evolved and developed their games to specialize to be what teams needed. So yeah, it's easy to root for them. But then obviously a championship yeah. team that I was alive and comprehend, oh, able to comprehend. Ben obviously Wallace, they're, man. They're for me, the, the Wallace boys down low. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I hated uh, Detroit in those years for sure. I was a big Jermaine O'Neal fan, uh, Ron Artest before the whole, well, even after the whole Auburn Hills incident. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys, those guys were amazing. A different, a different time in the NBA for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm high on the Pistons this season. Okay, 
Uh, the Reggie Jackson thing obviously scares me, but going into free agency, I had actually had Ish as my favorite backup point guard because I knew Lynn was going to be a starter somewhere. Yeah, they definitely had to upgrade a backup point guard. <clears throat> Holy but moly, yeah. The, uh, the over-under for them is 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have the under, you have the over, obviously, and uh, the win total last year was 44. Yeah. So I like – I mean, I think they just have a lot of room for growth. Obviously – as a Pistons fan, I'm hoping KCP makes a leap of take, yeah. shooting at least like 2% better from downtown. Yes, that would help As a he's great a volume game. shooter. Yeah. And obviously Reggie Jackson's health, that's a concern now. But the upgrade at backup point guard, I'm hoping Stanley Johnson makes a little mini leap as he's kind of running that second unit in a way, especially early on. He's going to have to, have to be able to create. Yep. Adding Lure gives him versatility as he can play the four slash five and like Kevin Love destroyed the Pistons. Yeah. It gives him someone who can actually move on the perimeter and kind of bang a little bit. I don't know how much they'll need him at the five. With no, the I, jam I, I don't think but, at yeah. all. Um, then kind of hoping Drummond makes a leap defensively. I think offensively, obviously you hope his post game evolves a little bit. Maybe um, he can make a free throw. Too. Maybe he can make yeah. a free throw or two. That would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, so I just think they have a lot of young players that show room for growth. They could do that. If they don't make leaps, though, with Jackson out, then they're going to struggle to get to, what, 40 wins or so. Yeah. And yep. So I could see where you're coming from with that. What, what's your thought on Tobias Harris? Where, where are you at with him? I actually like Harris. I think a big part, he's been up and down his career, especially for three-point shooting. Correct. Yep. And defense has mostly been down. Yep. He's struggled in the preseason here. It seems more of a communication thing and yep. not like an ath- like an athletic ability thing. So I think he'll be able to figure it out once they kind of get on the same page. I like his shot. I love his shot. Mm-hmm. He's one of the cleanest shots that like you can have as a bigger guy. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the up and down thing, he's been traded twice now. And just having different coaches, having yep. a system where he didn't really get open looks. And coming to Detroit, he shot well getting yes. those open looks. He shot great after the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I'm high on him. He seems like a really good person, too. So that's par- partially, I don't know if it helps at all in the court, yeah. but kind of capturing my heart in a way. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and SVG um, being there for a few years now, I think that'll really help Drummond having. What five coaches in four years, yeah. whatever no, it was. Van Gundy, the 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 impact that Stan has on uh, Detroit can't be overstated. I mean, he's a he's a great coach, and he's I mean he's the reason why that they're on the trajectory that they're on because he's not only their coach, he's also their GM. Correct? Yeah, he's yeah. done a great job. I think made some good signings, good trades. Yep, Pistons were bad for a long time. A long time. <laughs> it was a great stretch of basketball. Uh, how, how long is uh, Reggie Jackson out for? Um, supposed to be until about December. So so about a month, month, a, yeah. month and a week, something like that, five weeks. Yeah. Uh, how how good how good can the Pistons be without Reggie Jackson? That 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 one in that was a pretty big factor for me going into this uh, mm-hmm. over under that what Reggie Reggie just drives that trade. Being a, being a Thunder fan and. When he went there, I, I followed him there, mm-hmm. and he is, he is the engine that makes that whole thing go yeah. on offense. His usage rates has I, I don't have it on me, but it has to be through the roof. That's pretty high. Yeah. So I I know Steve Blake was absolutely terrible for them last year, and Ishmith was a great signing. I just don't know how many wins they can get without Reggie Jackson. So that played a factor into my under. I don't. I don't love the shooting that they have on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like they they don't really have a lot of guys that could stretch the floor. I, I'm not a big believer in Tobias Harris's shot, to be honest. Uh, KCP puts up a lot of threes. He doesn't <laughs> always make a lot of threes. Reggie no. Reggie's not the best shooter either. So I think going forward, like. The guy I like a lot on this team is Stanley Johnson. Coming out of the draft, I had a lot of faith in Stanley Johnson that he was going to be a really good player. He has some things to approve on, but his his body, like the amount, I, like yeah. he, he looks. He banged with LeBron and yeah. came out alive. Yeah, I mean, and he has the confidence to say the call out LeBron. <laughs> you know, like that that can't be understated, no. right? Like he. Guys like that are the ones that will put in the work to get better. So I have a yeah. lot of faith in Stanley Johnson going forward. 
But I'm pretty confident in the under with this. Yeah, that's fair. Shooting's definitely a concern. They are relying on KCP to make a little leap. Uh, Harris to match his 38 or whatever percent yeah. when he got to Detroit. Yep. Uh, Reggie Bullock could have a good season for Detroit. Ooh. <laughs> He's a, yeah. shot 40-plus percent after he started getting minutes last year. Yeah, um, but will there's a reason he hasn't gotten minutes his whole NBA career. Oh so, yeah, he yeah. definitely struggles on defense. Yeah. Um, he get pu- he gets pushed around a little bit, kind of on his heels sometimes when players are driving. But I think not having minutes could have hurt that, and maybe Stan Van could help. I mean, Stan Van's made def- players and defenders. Yeah, so that's true. But coming in as a second unit, if he could shoot forty plus percent, that's kind of all you're asking. Yeah, and I mean that's not something, but it's shooting. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking the under under 45 and a half, but I think it'll be barely under. This team won't be yeah, in I, the 31 range. Well, yeah, your under completely makes sense, especially after the Jackson injury. Yeah. It's totally fair. Okay, so let's uh, <clears throat> let's move to a couple teams that we agreed upon, but we find pretty interesting going into this season. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Chicago Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. They made some big moves. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't like any of them I don't think I mean honestly I think this was kind of a stealth tank situation it makes sense they bring in Wade yep Wade's not a good fit but he's a homegrown guy kind of thing he's gonna bring in fans he's on a one plus one right his contract's a one plus one so they're they're locking into a one year of D Wade which I mean if you're planning on not being great that's a great thing to do yeah then they bring in Rondo Rondo's the perfect stealth tank he can He's exciting to watch. Yep. He has some flashy plays. I don't know how many points they'll put up, but he helps initiate scoring. Yes. Who cares if he's not playing defense if you're trying to tank anyways? Yep. But, yeah, they just don't have the shooting. They're relying on who? McDermott and Miritich uh, yeah. to shoot. Yeah, Dougie, Dougie McBuckets and Miritich <laughs> for the shooting. It's not great. I mean, Rondo, Rondo Butler and Wade on the floor at the same time. And then if, you, if you're – Throwing out Robin Lopez, like you have, yeah. the, the paint is going to be crowded to say the least. And maybe Portis will get some time in there. Now that that um, might that would be a good move. I, he's shown a stroke, so I'm I'm interested to see how good this team tries to be. Like if they play their mm-hmm. young guys, I think that's the best thing to do going forward. I mean, impossibly trade Jimmy Butler. You yeah, know, like it's how, a possibility. how good are you? Bulls are like at best, you know, you're like a 45 win team this year. You still don't have a chance to compete. It might be time to to ship ship uh, Butler out of there and start to rebuild with some youth, especially with this great draft class coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I really think they're stealth tanking. I D Wade won't like that though. <laughs> no, I think he'll be gone after this season. I wouldn't be surprised if they won under 30 games. Wow. Okay. I think they're going to be that's that's terrible. why that's why uh, this is a lock for you, correct? <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a lock for me. Yeah, I, I I'm not quite there. I mean, they won 42 games last year. I don't have a lot of confidence in Hoiberg, though. I mean, I'm, I'm he's just been put in the worst position. Yeah, they're like okay, we're going to get you a lot of shooting, and then they right. bring in Wade and Rondo. I honestly, I feel like the Wade was almost by accident. Like, uh, I actually liked the D Road trade, the D Rose trade. I oh, think yeah. it was it was definitely it was a toxic environment for that. Like, it was time to move on. And Robin Lopez, pretty good center, pretty yeah, good center, especially his, his ice cream scoop shot. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> especially losing Gasol, you know, like uh, it's it it was time to time to rebuild a little bit. So I, I really like that trade. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, do not like this team for sure. I think they're going to be pretty boring to watch, honestly. It's going to be like the Pistons when they're all just jammed in there <laughs> when they got Josh Smith. This will this will be a team I will bypass on league pass for sure. <laughs> yeah, they are a bypass league pass team. Yeah. Um, the other kind of interesting team I've been thinking about is the Pacers, just because they've had so many changes. Yeah, they, let's let's talk about the Pacers. Their over-under this season is 45.5. They won 45 last year. It's actually a lock for me. We're both unders on them. Getting rid of Vogel. I think Vogel was a really good coach. Agreed. McMillan, we'll see. He was a good coach before. It's been quite a few years since he's been a head coach, though. So Jailblazers, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he was with the Jailblazers. long time. But yeah, so I mean, that's just kind of a question mark. Bringing in a new coach isn't easy. There are tons of adjustments to be made, especially when they bring in Thad Young. 
They bring in Teague. They're losing their starting point guard and George Hill. <clears throat> I mean, there are just changes everywhere. I have, I don't know. What do you think about them? Well, uh, in our whole over-under bet, we had a, uh agreement that we could switch one team. And this is actually going to be the one I'm going to switch. Wow. I am jumping on the Pacers bandwagon. Wow. They, they won 45 games <clears throat> last year. And I think that they can be better. Now, there's definitely going to be some issues with Teague and Ellis playing together. Yeah. Uh, Ellis kind of seems like a ball hog sometimes when, when you watch him out there. But one, that, one that's not very efficient. <laughs> correct, correct. But uh, but he, he was also playing with George Hill. George Hill is not a shot creator. So he had to be a shot creator when George wasn't on the floor, mm-hmm. when Paul George wasn't on the floor. Yeah. So, But I've listened to an interview uh, with Monte that happened uh, during training camp, and he pointed out that he did that. He, he, he was – a high-usage player because he was forced to be a high-usage player. He's at the point now that he wants to win. So I think playing with Teague, playing with Paul George, I really like Miles Turner. Going oh, forward, yeah. Miles Tor- Turner is going to be a beast. He is he, he's exactly what you want from your NBA, like, relative, like <laughs> recent NBA big man. That's what you want. You want the guy that can shoot threes, block shots. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like him going forward. So I'm going to switch that to an over. Wow, you're even doing it right now on our Done. spreadsheet. Yep. Miles Turner, A, we'll start with him. I love him. Yeah. I He was probably one of my top five guys going into that draft uh, just because of his – I thought Texas didn't use him well. Like, he was really good. Yeah. And they didn't – it's like they didn't know his skill set, which was just ridiculous. I think Texas is kind of a mess at the time. Well, college basketball is kind of a dumpster fire anyway. So. Yeah. I, we are in agreement there. <laughs> um, yeah, huge on him. His timing on blocking shots is really good. He just has that knack for getting yep. up there and blocking shots. So he, he needs to learn how to play – Extremely high on him. He needs to p- learn how to play team defense a little bit. But, like, with this team, Paul George is an MVP candidate. So when you have an MVP candidate, it's it's hard to lose less than 46 games. I mean, Paul George might be the second best player in the East. Yeah. And with that going forward, I think Jeff Teague, he won't be as good of a shooter as he was in Atlanta. The floor was really spaced in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but he can create. He can kick out, and he'll get Monte shots. He'll get Paul George shots. He'll get Miles shots. And then they have Jefferson coming in and beating the hell out of people off the bench. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's I a, did like that signing. He is a beast <clears throat> off the bench. I think he's a great guy to bring in off yeah. the bench just he, as that second unit. As he, we've talked about being able to beat up on second units because I can't – defense is a struggle for some of them. Right. And, it seems like that's what the NBA is uh, moving forward to is that you bring your big bruising post player off the bench. You know, you canter and – Players like that, so yeah, Ellis scares me, especially if Teague's create. And I think I think that could get Ellis open threes. Yeah, and I don't think the Pacers want Ellis shooting open threes, so that scares me. Just not having any continuity scares me. Just as like starting off the season, um, the Paul George thing definitely agree with you on that. Usually, the team with the best player on the court wins. And Paul George is going to be the best player in the game most games. A lot of the time. And so that's definitely one that I could see. I just don't see them ever playing defense very well besides I think Turner can get there. I think he might still be a year away from being an impact player defensively. Paul George obviously is really good. Defensively, Teague can be decent sometimes. Uh, He definitely has his flaws there. Ellis is terrible. Somebody we haven't talked about, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young, underrated. He's I, been, love, he's I been love Thaddeus lost. as a person. He's I'm been not lost high. <laughs> in New Jersey, in Brooklyn, in Philly, and he he is he is ready for the spotlight. He's got to get in Indiana. I think he'll be good. Um, I like him in like a fast-paced offense because he, he is athletic. He's a perfect stretch four. He doesn't really Except shoot he the can't three. Shoot. <laughs> he, he doesn't shoot the three. He's so hesitant. He, he he can make that mid-range. I don't know if you necessarily need it to go all the way, but we'll see. We'll see. I love Thad Young as a person, though, so I think I think he's a great locker room guy. Yeah. He's a good per like a genuinely good person. But, yeah, so we definitely disagree on the Pacers Fair now. enough. Good. Good. <laughs> 
Uh, so let's roll on to actually. Uh, let's let's Ooh. go with one more team. We we did not surprise put, for me. We did not put this in the agenda. But talk <clears> to <throat> me about the Utah Jazz. What do you think about the Utah Jazz? Oh my, I am in love with the Utah Jazz. Okay. They won 40 last year, although I think through injuries, that's not at all representative of how good they actually were. Uh, Over-unders 47.5 this year. We both have them as the over. I have them as a lock, one of my five. You have them as a lock. Bringing in George Hill, I thought, was incredibly good for them. I love that. I love... uh, I mean, Hayward can create. There are a lot of times Hayward had to try to, like, split double teams and stuff because they didn't have the shooting. They bring in Joe Johnson. They bring in Diaw, who can stretch it a little bit. They bring in Hill that can stretch it. It's a great shooter. Defensively, I think they'll be really, really good. I think Exum could be a great defender. Granted, he'll be with the second unit most of the time. I just think they added so many pieces. I know we talked about this earlier, but the two bigs definitely kind of scares me, Favors and Gobert, because they're going to have to bring probably take Favors out early, I'd say, uh, and just kind of try to split them up, bring on Dia early or somebody. I mean, you could even bring in Joe Johnson. He can play the force. Alec Burks, all all kinds of options here. Yeah. All kinds of options off the bench for Utah. They're so deep. That, That I think that is their biggest strength. They have depth. Behind every position, yeah. The point, everybody, everybody has a good backup, so Just they the, they could sustain an injury mm-hmm. or three. You yeah. know, I mean, Hayward's going to be out for a little while, yeah, and that's a little troubling. But I think that will help bring this team together, so they are not relying on Hayward. One thing that makes me nervous about the Utah Jazz, I have the over at forty-seven and a half, but it is not a lock for me. Because they were terrible in the last four minutes of games, yeah. they cannot, they could not close games last year, and that makes me nervous going into this season. I wonder what's the closing lineup. Do you still have Hayward? How good is Rodney Hood? Paul uh, George Hill is going to bring a great presence to this team, but I'm not, I'm not confident enough to put it in as a lock on the over for 47 and a half. Yeah, what closing lineup do you think they'll have? Uh, that's interesting. I think it'll it could be the starting lineup. One player I'm really intrigued on for Utah is Alec Burks. He he has been hurt, but when when he is healthy, he shoots over forty percent from three. He could get to the rim at will. If he if he stays healthy, he could be in their closing lineup. I mean, you can roll with Joe Johnson. What makes me nervous about Joe Johnson and Diaw is either one of them could fall off a cliff. Yeah, I mean they, Joe Johnson. His minutes, I don't have it in front of me, but at they're huge. Like he's put, he's played more minutes than I probably anybody in the league, maybe besides LeBron. Mm-hmm. So that makes me a little nervous. But their closing lineup is probably going to be George Hill. Uh, they're probably Rodney Hood. I don't know how good he is. Like if you traded Rodney Hood, how much value do you think you get? I think you could get a late first for sure, mid to late first. I'm big on Hood. I like him, I like but I shot. just don't. I'm. I think I, he tried to do too much at times. If he kind of found his niche and just kind of did his thing that he's good at, I think he'd be great. He needs to get to the line more. Yeah. That, he he averaged, I believe, less than four free throws a game for last year, and as you're starting two guard, that's a problem. Three, I think they'll go Hayward with the possibility of playing him at the four and playing Johnson in the closing lineups if Johnson plays well. Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably roll with Favors and Gobert. I mean, there's a chance of pulling one of those for Trey Lyles. I'm pretty high on Trey Lyles. Yeah. I think if you play Trey Lyles a game, he could score 20 points a game. Yeah. I think he's that good offensively. Mm-hmm. I think he has some problems defensively, but uh, yeah, we'll see going forward. Utah will definitely be an NBA League pass team for oh, sure. yeah. They, they they are a team I'm looking forward to seeing, and we are not the only ones high on them. If you listen to any podcast, I'm sure you've heard about the Utah Jazz going into this year. Yeah, yeah. I hope they – one thing, I hope they don't play Dion Johnson too many minutes. Yeah. I just want them health. They need to have them healthy for the playoffs, unless you're trying to make the playoffs at the end of the season. Those guys should be way – I mean, under 20 minutes a game for sure. And if you don't need them, just give them rest. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I'm high on the Jazz. I think they're going to be really good. Great signing in George Hill. <clears throat> yeah, I love that. Yep. So, uh, MVP on our list. Yep. A, two questions for you. Okay, go ahead. A, who do you think's going to win it? 
Okay. Just Straight up. Ignore the odds. Who yep. do you think's win it? And B, what's the best odds? What's the best player per their plus? So I have <clears throat> recently came around to the idea that LeBron James is going to win his fifth MVP. Wow. I think LeBron James knows his place in history, and he wants to be tied with MJ. He wants to be tied with Russell. Mm-hmm. He wants that fifth MVP. I, I think his place in the game historically is huge for him, and he knows that Curry and Durant, the I mean, the other two out of the three best players in the league are going to even themselves out. I think yeah. if you take Curry or Durant, it's not a good move this year for MVP. LeBron, he knows that if he could play 70 games and win MVP this year, I believe yeah. that because they, they could win 65 games in the East. So, yeah, I, I would take LeBron straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's just like how much does he rest? I know he said he wanted to take a little bit of a lesser role, but like you said, I think he does care about his place he in history. He definitely does. Especially with how many people just compare him to Jordan. Jordan yep. being six for six, although what happened all the other years for Jordan? Why wasn't Jordan in the finals more years? <laughs> One thing that pisses me off. Anyways. Uh, well, the Pistons, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took him a while to get over that little hump. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, I think James is a really good pick. My other one, even ignoring odds, is just Harden straight up. Harden straight up is. But very... I'm also higher on Houston than you are. Correct. And Correct. so I think Houston ends up being a top four team in the West. Wow. Which means that's interesting. Which means that <laughs> normally you have to be one of those top tiered teams that yeah. actually win it. Yep. Which kind of gets rid of Rhett Westbrook for me. And so, yeah, I think Harden could drop 30 and 10, 10 assists a game easily. With that team, there's tons of shooting. He's a fantastic passer. He can score. I think he'll get – they'll have tons of possessions. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he could he could just stand there and get four or five rebounds too. Yeah. I mean, the ball is just going to be bouncing. So. Yeah. So that's kind of mine, but I definitely agree with James on you there. Um, and who's kind of your dark horse slash good odds person? Well, first off, I'm going to go with I'm going to talk back to Harden a little bit there. Okay. Uh, I think you could definitely make the argument that James Harden is built for Mike D'Antonio's system even better than Steve Dash was. That's a little controversial mm-hmm. because Steve Dash won two MVPs and he was so good, but Harden. I mean, as as a point guard, because he is playing point guard this year, is going to be just dominant. His usage rate is going to be through the roof mm-hmm. for Houston. I, I'm really interested to see what they do, but I would not take him to win MVP. I disagree that Houston's going to be in the top four in the West. Yeah. There's no freaking way. I mean, we just talked about <laughs> Utah. I, I think there's no way they're better than Utah. And with the Clippers, Spurs, and Warriors, no way. No way. Sorry. That's but, fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as my best odds, I got two guys for you. I got uh, Paul George. He's plus 2,200. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns, plus 4,500. If if you wanted to spend some money, Towns, I think, is the place to go. I think Towns is going to make that, that Duncan leap in his second year. He won Rookie of the Year last year, and I, I, I think he is dominant. I think he will yeah. – he, he is going to be a dominant player in this league for the next 10 to 15 years. He is awesome. Yeah, he has all the tools. He has a good shot. He makes everything look easy. He yep. takes veteran post defenders. He makes them look silly. He does it all. Um, in the preseason. He might be the best center in the NBA this year. Yeah, I mean, in the preseason, I know it's preseason, but mm-hmm. he, he just looks Unbelievable! I can, I'm gonna DVR every single Minnesota Timberwolves game this year yeah. just to watch him. My other guy is Paul George. We talked about Indiana. I think, uh, I mean, statistically, you have to be in the top three in your conference to win MVP. I mean, that's been going back since Moses Malone. So that's that's really hard to break. And I, as we just talked about, I think Indiana could do that. Yeah. If uh, if they LeBron takes East. it easy, if LeBron takes it easy, Westbrook doesn't get up there. Curry and Durant even out. I told you what I think about Houston with Harden. I mean, Leonard's a possibility, but I really like Paul George here. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if I, I really like the value bet at plus 2,200 for him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, my guy, my kind of dark horse guy, I mean, I agree with you on Cat and George, actually, but is Blake Griffin. Wow. Uh, I know. Blake um, Griffin. Huh? I think people are kind of sleeping on him after all the stuff that happened last <laughs> uh, yeah. year. 
And I know. <laughs> and the Clippers are. Um, I know they're planning on bringing or having him kind of run the second unit. At least that's yep. what I've heard. Yep. And we saw what he did when Paul was injured before, when he was kind of oh, yeah. running point forward and putting up just massive numbers. Yep. He was third in MVP two years ago. Yeah. So I think he, I think if Paul, if Paul misses <coughs> ten games, Griffin's getting all his minutes, and a lot of them are split off of um, Chris Paul and DeAndre, where he just gets to do his own thing the whole time and yep. just lead that unit. I think he'll put up massive numbers if the Clippers happen to get over 55 wins, 50 wins, somewhere in there. Then I think he'll have a shot at it, especially with you said how a lot of those other guys kind of get checked off the list just yep. by their position. Yep. Just uh, just a giant year for the Clippers going forward. I mean, this, this is it. <clears throat> like, as far as Chris Paul... JJ Blake, they're all free agents at the end of this year, mm-hmm. so just just a monster year for the Clippers, and uh, Blake Griffin's gonna be right at the center of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you do want to talk about Rookie of the Year? or Do you want to move on? Um, just give me your best odds pick. Best odds pick. I'm taking Chris Dunn. Uh, Chris Dunn to me is the next Russell Westbrook. I know that's you are that's so how high on that's him. how high I am on Chris Dunn. The his ease. Of flying to the rim, the defense that he is capable of playing, the amount of coaching that Thibodeau is going to give him, like I, I am so excited about Chris Dunn going forward. Now I know his efficiency is terrible <laughs> right now, absolutely terrible. But he's a rookie, you know. You, did you watch his two games in summer league? Yeah. Like I know it's summer league. Who who cares? Mm-hmm. But Chris Dunn is exciting. I mean, Ben Simmons is out. Buddy Heald, blah. Mark Ingram or, or uh, Brandon Ingram for the Lakers. Who cares? Chris Dunn. That's where I'm going. Chris Dunn for sure. Um, no, that's funny. Yeah, Dunn. His efficiency scares me, and his decision making kind of scares me. I think he. That's why he's the next Westbrook. Yeah, that's that's fair <laughs> point. <laughs> he's on line with that. If so much hinges. On if Rubio does get traded, yeah. If Rubio gets traded and Dunn's getting all those minutes, then I mean, just I think Minnesota's going to be good this year. I think they like Tyus Jones. You know? I know teams and, are wanting them too. As the uh, they're comfortable with him as a backup, so I could see them trading Rubio. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. If that happens, then yeah, there's a chance. Um, Ingram, I think, could work his way into the starting lineup, especially if they slide dang up to the four. Lakers are a mess. I, go ahead. Go ahead with Ingram. I think, Sorry. I think getting moving on from Byron kind of fixed a lot of that mess Definitely. issue. Definitely. Um, Luke, great hire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had they. I can't imagine what it was like playing or night and day there yeah. between the two. Yeah, I'm not high on I don't think Ingram will get the stats to do it, mm-hmm. but... If he does start getting those starters minutes, there's a chance he could put up the numbers. Is he your pick? No, not okay. at all. Okay. Um, Lavert for the Nets is actually oh, my pick. That's a that is a dark horse. He's not even on our top eight here. <laughs> I know. Okay. Just because I think so much rookie of the year depends on minutes. If you don't get a ton of minutes and if or if you don't have the ball in your hand a bunch, then you're not gonna get it. With the Nets I think if he's healthy, so much yeah. as that, yeah. if he's back from his injury, then I think he could just put up tons of them. I think he could put up 20 points a game, yeah. kind of like Michael Carter-Williams did with the Ugh. Sixers when he was not efficient at all. <laughs> I know. Where he almost had, what, that quadruple double the one game yeah. with steals? Yep. But I think just putting up just pure numbers, just raw numbers, even if they aren't great, I think that could get him into the conversation. Um, Embiid can make it if he's healthy getting minutes. I'm not sure what his minute restrictions he's, will be throughout the season or back He's got to get enough minutes. That's pretty pretty scary for me. But it's a muddy. For me, it's just a really – after Simmons got hurt, it's just a real muddied. That's why I like Dunn. <laughs> I know. That's, that's fine. I wouldn't bat an eye if he yeah. ended up winning. But, yeah, so we wanted to move on to just kind of a couple different topics that we were thinking about. Um, just like that were interesting for the season, and we kind of already mentioned one of them a little bit. But I wanted to start us off with Golden State and just how you think they'll mesh, how how many wins you think they'll get, just any ideas you had. Well, my big idea with Golden State, McCool, as you know, I've been a Thunder fan for a long time, so I have many a years. lot of thoughts around this uh, <laughs> this Durant move. Uh-huh. 
I think it was – I'm not going to go all the way into it, but I think it was one of the most – one of the worst moves an athlete has ever made as far as how uh, – It'd be like Jordan going to the Pistons. Do you need a minute to collect your thoughts? I I would. Your face is turning around. Yeah. I'm I'm still upset. (laughs) Honestly, the day it happened, I walked around with my head down. I I cried. I was so upset about this uh, this move to Golden State. But we'll get back on topic. As far as uh, how this team's going to mesh, I I think it's going to be beautiful. I think it's gonna. They're gonna be amazing on the floor, offensively and defensively. Yeah, they're. I'm gonna hate it, but I'm probably gonna watch <laughs> every game they play. Like they have a chance. They they could sit two of their top four guys and still beat a lot of teams. I think Clay Thompson's underrated, and I I could see him even. I could see it being a three way. The scoring being split three ways between Clay, Durant, and Curry. Thirty, thirty, thirty. Yeah, it might be <laughs> like the four of them might might average a hundred points a game. Like, yeah, it's gonna be insane. It might be the best team of all time, and it really hurts me to say that. But Golden State. Like their bench, their bench is good. They're they're getting all these ring chasers. Zaza, yeah, I know that's David a big West, part of it. Like they still got mm-hmm. Livingston, they still got Iggy. Like they're they're gonna be amazing. I mean the the if, I mean if I was throwing down money, you got to take the over at sixty six and a half. Even they won seventy three games last year. <laughs> even if they're coasting. I, I think they win more than 67 games. I know, because you probably think, how many games did they really have to, like, Draymond just pump their team up to win? Because, yeah. I mean, they came out sleepy against the Nets that one game. Right. They had to come back or win in overtime. I mean, what is that? Maybe six? Yeah. Six games. You take that away, that's 67 wins. Their first loss was to the Bucks. Yeah. That year, I mean, or last year, and if they have Durant, they're not losing to the Bucks. Like the teams that beat them are going to be the great teams that give their best effort. Yeah, like that's that's they're not even they're they're never going to even be close to the Nets. Like they unless they sit all four of them, you yeah. know, like possibly. Yeah, if they play two of them, they 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 can beat anyone. <laughs> they can beat all the bad teams. So. Yeah, yeah, I think they. Are easily over that sixty six point five. I just don't see how they couldn't be. I mean, maybe an injury, or if they do rest a lot of games because they only care. I mean, yeah, this team only cares about winning a championship, yeah. and I think that could drop a few. Have, have I think you, the West will be good, and so they could lose a game to maybe like Houston, where it's just a shootout. Yeah. Um, there are a few like that, but maybe maybe a Westbrook revenge game. We'll see. Oh my word! Or four. That'd be awesome. Game. But <laughs> rims will be destroyed yeah. that game. Uh, but yeah, I kind of think they'll be around that sixty-eight mark, and so they're not a lock for me like they are you. Yeah, they. Yep. But definitely on the over with them. I think they'll mesh perfectly, like you said. I think it's going to be a beautiful game of basketball. Personally, I wish Durant hadn't gone there just for to give teams hope. Yeah. For like actually winning a title. Yep. Because I think it will be just Golden State, Cleveland again. I mean, you might see Boston sneak in or something. I, I mean, I don't think so, but there's a chance. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something real quick. Like, I'm not mad that he left. You're just mad I'm, that he went. to I'm Golden mad State. that he went to Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the the fact that this team, you know, came back from came back from three one. I know and. You know, like I, I really thought we were going to the finals. I liked our shots against Cleveland. I know. You know, and I at that time you were the best team in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I loved, loved Adams and Cantor playing together with Mbaka and Durant on the floor. Just they were, they were really good. And I'm really, I, I think it's going to be a thirty for thirty one day. Looking back to see that this, uh, this team didn't win a championship. I know it's unbelievable. James Harden was there. uh just, two uh, of the best five players in the league for a few years and yeah, didn't win. But. Yeah, I mean they they made me like really love basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, like I loved them with the Bulls and the Pacers, and I I fell in love with the Thunder. Like I, I latched onto them as they moved from Seattle, and I followed them all the way through this trend, this this incident, and then Durant broke my heart. So <laughs> I know that's yep. a rough blow. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move to uh, another team that I find really interesting this year is the Boston Celtics. What What are your thoughts on them? I think they're probably the only team that could challenge the Cavs this season. 
I mean, legitimately, I mean, we could see the Pacers make that leap, but then come the playoffs, Pacers, Pistons, Raptors, I don't think they're quite there yet. Yeah. Adding Horford is just huge. Um, I think he helps take away their reliance on Isaiah Thomas for creating, just because Horford can operate from the perimeter with the ball, kind of how we see, we've seen Noah do it with the Bulls. Yep. Um, he's comfortable having it there the way Bogut's done it with the Warriors. So I think that helps take away some of that reliance on Isaiah because um, that's all they had in the fourth quarter. Yes. All they, they just relied on Isaiah to drive. That's that was the, it. That, that's the scary part about this team is how, how reliant they were on Isaiah Thomas and can he repeat that. I know Horford's going to help, yeah. but Horford's not a give the ball to me, I'm going to score type of guy too. Yeah, no, so he that's, isn't. That's, a, that's something that makes me nervous. but. Mm-hmm. We uh, we both had the over here at fifty two and a half. Uh, they won forty eight games last year. Tell me this: Do you think this team looks the same after the trade deadline? Whew, they just have so many pieces, just so many pieces, so many young players. They sent a couple overseas, I believe. Yep. Um, you would have to think that one they wouldn't be, but I know they tried to make trades on the trade yep. dead or in draft night. They've tried to make trades and they haven't been able to find like something that really piqued both their interest and another team's interest. How long until they get desperate with all these pieces? And the longer it takes, the it's. I mean, these guys are losing their value each day yes. unless there's a big injury, and I don't know who they would trade. I mean, Terry, like Rozier's not filling somebody's hole, and they're yeah, not getting I, a big pick I think, for them. I think this team will look different, and I think they're going to have to trade one of their major pieces, either Bradley, Smart, Thomas, like one of these guys to mm-hmm. get. I think they'll get a superstar back, though. I can see him. I can see him getting Butler. We talked about uh, Bulls yeah. need to trade Butler. I can see Cousins if that goes south. There's a lot of. I don't know how well Cousins and Horford's play together, but Horford played power forward in college. Yeah, Horford said he wanted to play power forward this year too. I mean, uh, and then that that'd be good going against Cleveland too. Is uh, Demarcus that's, and. That's one thing I do not want to happen. Yeah, because I think Brad Stevens is really good, and I think Brad Stevens would connect with Cousins, and yeah. so I think Cousins would then be the kind of guy who could win an MVP. Yeah, yeah, I, we're both really high on uh, Brad Stevens. You can't you can't watch this watch the Celtics and not be high on Stevens. His out of bounds plays are beautiful. Beautiful, everything. Yes, he he he, he can gets do, players to play hard for him. He can do no wrong. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's a genius. Yep. I'd vote for him for president right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely better than what we, uh, the, the options we got. I know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think Boston's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so much does rely on if Thomas can have another healthy season, that's, if he can yeah. replicate it at all. That's what makes me nervous. If, uh, if Thomas doesn't replicate or he gets hurt, then they might be in trouble. Yeah. Like, uh, Marcus Fart, I don't think, is ready to be that creator on offense. Avery Bradley is not. They lost Evan Turner, and Evan Turner drove that second unit. I know. That he has is, his flaws, but he, ha- yeah. he he does some things very well. And that's uh, that makes me a little nervous for them going forward. I think they need to make a trade. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think they're one piece away from competing with Cleveland, which is the ultimate goal yeah. here. I mean, they can they can run it back next year, and then like Cleveland's a year older. But we'll see. I think this could be a big year for big year for what the Eastern Conference is going to look like going forward. Yeah, and Isaiah Thomas's contract doesn't last too much longer. No, for and maybe he this is, the next year. He has said he wants a truckload of money too, and He's I don't earned know. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if he can stick it. If he can keep up being yeah. that smaller guard, he relies so much on finishing. Right. And as you get older, it can get tougher. But yeah, so we had kind of one final team that we had talked about. We mentioned them earlier. Uh, the T Wolves, kind the of Minnesota Timberwolves, are going to be fun. Yeah. So uh, recently, I uh, I found that bandwagon. I jumped on it. I permanently uh, placed my flag in that corner. Okay. I am I am with the T Wolves. I am with Thibodeau. I uh, I I needed something to latch on to after the Durant trade. Yeah. Uh, you know that made me take a long hard look on where my <laughs> fandom's gonna lie. I love Westbrook, but I need I need to move on and I'm moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's fair. I've always kind of, I've always been a Timberwolves fan. For some reason I love Tom Gugliata. Maybe it's Gugl- the name. I love Wally Zerbiak. Zerbiak was awesome. Um, awesome. I believe Cassell was on the team for a little bit, yeah. right? Zerbiak used to drop forty on me in NBA Live. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. He would tear me up. I think it was incredible. Um, 
But yeah, I love this team too. Uh, Rubio is my favorite non-piston. I've loved him since before he came to the NBA. Just his vision. Yeah, beautiful um, His passer. lack of shooting, he kind of reminds me. I was like an extremely poor man's version in intramurals in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that yeah. makes sense, yeah. I, I, I had not put that <laughs> connection together, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so Rubio is kind of my guy. I was like a Kyle Korver that couldn't shoot. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, we had some good times in intramurals. But yeah, I think this team's going to be a lot of fun. Like We already talked about Cat being just ridiculously good already. But yeah, they have a lot of pieces. I'm not real high on Wiggins. I just don't trust them. And I don't think he's all that efficient at what he does. No. If he can start shooting threes better, yeah. then I think that would open up the game for him more, and it would allow him to get to the line more because people won't be able to play him That's his, his certain way. His biggest strength is getting to the line offensively. Yeah. That's yeah. his biggest strength. He's not a good two-point shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. He, For guys that average 20 points a game, he had the lowest effective shooting percentage. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's putting up the points, but he is not – he, he's a very ball-dominant player, which leads me to maybe in the future you might bring him off the bench. Yeah. Like as, it, as, be. As, as they progress in this where this is going, mm-hmm. what I see – I this year reminds me a lot of the uh, the Thunder year that they took the Lakers to six games mm-hmm. in the playoffs when they were the eight seed and the Lakers were the one seed. I think they're going to make the playoffs, and I think it's going to be relatively close. I have them as an over – for 42, and so do you. Over-unders, 42, we both have them over. They won 29 games last year. The key to this team is can they shoot threes? Mm-hmm. They uh, The percentage of their shots that they took from three last year was towards the bottom of the league, and all the good teams are at the top. Yeah, so, even if you're not a good three-point, like the Pistons weren't a good three-point shooting team, you but they jack shot them you in numbers, jack and it was efficient and compared that's, to others. Uh, I'm, I listen to the Locked on Timberwolves podcast. It's a daily podcast for them, and uh, one of the things Thibodeau has been saying, he, he knows that. He knows that they need to jack threes, and if you look at uh, look at their preseason, they've been playing a guy by Belitza a lot and uh, playing him at power forward, mm-hmm. and he is stroking the three. I could see them starting him over Jang eventually just to get a little more shooting in yeah, that starting lineup. Yeah, I would lineup. like to see that too. Uh, Towns, great shooter for his center. I mean, Town, Towns is the focal point of this team going forward, and he's amazing. Yeah. A lot of this season, this season in particular, I think is going to hedge on Levine and Dunn. If Levine can be a 20-point game – point yeah. of game Levine scorer, and I think he can, mm-hmm. uh, then they could definitely get over that 42. The addition of Thibodeau cannot – the value can't be stated. Yeah. You know, I, I I feel like Thibodeau chose them. You mm-hmm. know, like he took the year off after the whole Bulls situation. He could have gone to a lot of different teams. Yeah, everybody but calling. But he, he chose this team, mm-hmm. and I think there's a really big reason for that. Yeah, the only thing that would scare me on the actual over-under would be if they do trade Rubio and put yeah. Dunn in at their, as their starting point guard. As I don't know if you guys have heard, but possible he might be starting after 20 games, which seems crazy to me because I don't think he's ready, and I think that would kind of destroy the season. But they have so many pieces that mm-hmm. if, they just get, if they get another good draft pick – I mean, tanking is bad for the NBA, but, but I can if it works and they get a top ten pick in this year's draft class. Yeah, this year's draft class amazing. They could challenge for t- titles soon. Yeah, I yeah I I think going forward this could be a team that we're talking about challenging Golden State. Yeah, and uh, one one thing I want to mention with Thibodeau, he's had one time since he came into the NBA whether he's been an assistant or a head coach, but he's been out of the top ten in defense. Mm-hmm. We talked about the top ten in defense earlier. If you make the top ten in defense, you're making the playoffs like 95% of the time. Yeah. And he's only had one time. And Minnesota was ranked 23rd in defense last year. They were a bad defensive team. Mm-hmm. And that was under one of the worst coaches in the NBA. Sam Mitchell was terrible. Yeah. I mean, we can agree good. with that. So what do they do on defense? And how 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 do they shoot the three? Those yeah. are the big things for this team going forward. Yeah, and I think defensively they will be good. I think they have pieces to be good. I mean, I think they could be a really good defensive team, yeah. top 10, top 15, somewhere in there. Um, they're still so young that I think there will be some growing pains, and a lot of those guys haven't had, like, a good coach. Yeah, no, so. no. 
Like, it wouldn't shock me if they won the under, but this is still the team that I'm throwing my flag in. Like, I am so excited to see where they're yeah. going, going forward. Yeah, so. I can't wait to watch them all season. But, yeah, so I think that's all I had to talk about. Oh, yeah, it's been it's been fun, for sure. We're going to do this again. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely something I'd like to continue, my yep. friend. Um, but, yeah, any closing thoughts, words? You know, I, I want to see the uh, the finals 3P. You know, I want to see Warriors-Cavs, mm-hmm. and I want the Cavs to come out on top. That, It'd be crazy. That's what I'm cheering for. I, I don't even like Cleveland, but I'm I don't still need... rooting for Cleveland here. So, as a Detroit fan, what, what are your thoughts on LeBron James? During my younger days, I didn't like LeBron. I yeah. mean, as the Pistons were good, and he kind of came and took yep. the league by storm. It's obviously I didn't like him then. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I remember the game he he scored like twenty five straight points against him. It was yeah. unbelievable. But yeah. But now, as I've gotten a little bit older, I absolutely love LeBron. Yeah. I think he's an intelligent player. He's a good role model. You never hear him getting in trouble. He's it's always a, out like doing things for the community. The fact that he came up. Uh, he was on a Sports Illustrated cover when he was 16 years old, and he's never had an yeah. issue off the court. It's is stunning. Un- it's unbelievable. I would, yeah, I'd be in trouble if I was him. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he, he's uh, he's definitely something, something to behold. Uh, he's probably, in my opinion, the second best player of all time. And I'm coming to that realization after this last championship, but I think it's hard to argue. Yeah, uh, I actually. I'm in the boat that he's the best ever, but that's probably another topic for another yeah, day. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, I love LeBron. I, if he wasn't such a good person, yeah. then it would be I could find a reason to dislike him. But, I mean, grew up, what, with a single mother? Yeah. And came out the way he did, like you said, just early fame. It's yep. really stunning, and I think he's made a big difference in this world just for yeah. younger people. So yep. I love him. He's really smart. He's not selfish on the court. Much better than Durant. Much better Much role better. model than Durant. Uh, that's that's my big theme this year is I'm cheering for LeBron <laughs> to beat Durant. That's what I want. That's what I want it more uh, than anything. Right I might now. start rooting for Durant a little oh, bit now. Oh man, then we then we then we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. Yeah, same buddy. All right, well, tune in. Give us five stars on iTunes. We'll be pumping them out. Hopefully, see y'all later.